Hey, Graphic Audio fans. This is Dwayne Beeman here with this week's Pick of the Week. This week's pick is Marvel's Doctor Strange, The Fate of Dreams by Devin Grayson. Doctor Stephen Strange is no ordinary doctor. Once a brilliant but somewhat of an a-hole of a surgeon, Strange is robbed of his gifts as a result of a car accident. Strange begins to travel the world to find a way to repair the nerves in his hands, which leads him to the Ancient One. Strange becomes a student of the Sorcerer Supreme and becomes a practitioner of the martial and mystical arts. Strange later assumes the title of the Sorcerer Supreme. Along the years, Strange has defeated all types of demons and wizards in order to protect the realm humans live in. Now he faces his biggest challenge, when a dream from a mysterious force begins to cause normal people to act out in the worst way possible. Even Doc almost acts out in his darkest ambitions. Realizing that he has to find a way to stop this, Strange teams up with one of his biggest nemesis, Nightmare. Yep, that's how bad things got. Will Doctor Strange conquer the dream that is possessing others while not succumbing to his own darkest dreams? And can he trust one of his biggest adversaries to help him? You're gonna have to get the book to find out. The Fate of Dreams prose novel was released about the same time Marvel released the blockbuster movie last fall. Marvel handed the task of writing this novel to veteran comic writer Devin Grayson, who has the distinction of being the only female writer ever to serve as a regular writer for a Batman title. So you know she has the goods, and she lives up to the hype by delivering a well-written novel. Director Scott McCormick and sound designer Justin Wirtz do an excellent job in presenting Doctor Strange in all of his magical and mystical glory. Great acting from Chris Ginnabaugh as Doctor Strange, along with Lynette Rathnan, Jillian Levine Simpson, Scott McCormick, Nana Invarson, Tony Nam, Colleen Delaney, Brian Hemmingson, Danny Stoller, Amanda Forstrom, Christopher Walker, Nora Ashradi, Eric Messner, and Ken Jackson, among others. This book is different from any Marvel, or for that matter, any graphic audio title we've done. Yet, I believe you'll enjoy it just as much as the others. So don't delay. Go grab Doctor Strange, The Fate of Dreams today. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of Marvel's Doctor Strange, The Fate of Dreams by Devin Grayson. Slipping back out into the amiable bustle of Greenwich Village, Stephen turned left onto Bleecker and then again onto Sullivan. He didn't notice the sinking sun or the faint spring draft distracted by the variegated mystical energies and interdimensional bacteria swarming over the pulsing auras of the people he passed. Paranormal entities moved in and out of his peripheral vision, some working hard to hide from him, ducking into shadows, shimmering with psychic imprints, others stuck in emotional time loops, insensitive to his attention. The citizenry of New York went noisily about their business, largely unaware of their attendant ghosts or the spiritual burdens they lugged behind them. But Stephen knew something was off. In addition to the shorter-than-usual tempers around him... You mean it says 1175, so you pay 1175. And I say you can take your fare and shove it! There were cops outside the local tea and spice shop apprehending a teenage boy. You don't understand! I need poppy seed for my spell! Stephen could feel danger bearing down on reality, like the barometric pressure drop of an approaching storm. Crossing just past the intersection, he dodged a bicyclist and turned his back to the black awning of a small palmentero reading storefront tucked between a deli and a bar, reminding himself to stop in one day. 
Once safely across the street, he glanced around to make sure no one was watching him, not that it probably mattered in New York, and then walked through the brick wall of a four-story apartment building. It was one of many entrances to the bar with no doors, a small tiki lounge with sticky floors, hidden in the bowels of the city and accessible only to magic users. Warmly lit by the glow of hanging lanterns in jewel-toned hues and lushly decorated with tropical foliage and magical relics from around the globe, the bar was tended by Chandu the Mystic, a self-proclaimed master of the mystic arts of yoga so advanced he didn't need a body, preferring to appear as a head in a jar. Stephen had days when he thought he could see the appeal. It was less crowded than he had expected it to be. There was a skinny, bald young man he didn't recognize sitting on a stool at the bar, but otherwise, only the Scarlet Witch, Dr. Voodoo, and Satana were in attendance. Do any of you have poppy seed on you by any chance? He moved toward the thatch-covered booth in the back where his colleagues were gathered. A giant glass bowl of fuchsia liquid, decorated with orchid flowers, fresh mint leaves, and orange slices sat on the table between them, three oversized straws climbing out of the miasma. Seeing him, the Scarlet Witch smiled, Satana sat up a little straighter, and Dr. Voodoo bowed his head in a quick nod of respect. I just changed purses. Sorry. Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, was a blue-eyed, auburn-haired beauty, dressed from head to toe in her signature red. She specialized in an ancient form of eldritch hex magic that allowed her to manipulate probability fields. Stephen was one of the few people on Earth who understood how it worked. And clearly we're gonna have to reschedule this. Everyone's just crazed right now. We got rain checks from Hellstorm and Magic, and I can't even reach Topaz or Jennifer Kale. Are you free... the first Monday in April? Stephen slid in next to Satana, who scooted over, leaving him beneath the watchful gaze of a carved wooden tiki called Canaloa. Satana, a literal succubus from Hell, was dressed almost exclusively in black, perhaps to contrast with her almost transparently pale skin. Her black hair was streaked with red highlights, and she often wore the wickedest smirk Stephen had ever seen. Uh, April should work, with the usual caveats. Assuming you're still alive by then, and in a reasonably humanoid and or corporeal form, and that this particular plane of existence has not been compromised beyond access, and or in the absence of imminent doom. Yes, yes, we know. Dr. Voodoo, a.k.a. Jericho, had dark skin and short black hair with a white streak down the center. He wore a large red cape, similar in size and color to Stephen's cloak, and was a disciple of the Loa. Like Stephen, he'd led a civilian life before becoming fully immersed in magic, though as a psychologist rather than a surgeon. Stephen accepted the straw Satana pushed toward him and took a small sip from the communal tiki bowl. I like to be clear. <laughs> You'd think the Sorcerer Supreme could commit to a weeknight. Can't you use your amulet to look into the future or something? You know, expecting an invasion of Muspelheim Fire Demons Monday, let's try for Thursday, kind of thing. It's the all-seeing eye of Agamotto, Satana, not a PDA. Stephen heard the stool move back from the bar behind him and saw a flash of movement in the corner of his eye. The magical undercurrent in the room went flat suddenly, as if pulled away by a riptide. Stephen felt the void like an absence of air. He threw up a simple barrier spell in front of the table just in time to deflect a surge of dark energy that came rushing toward him like a laser blast. Was that a paralysis spell? 
The stranger from the bar now stood in front of their table, sneering. A set of runic tattoos glowed bright blue across his forehead. He was thin and wiry, with a clean-shaven head and a five o'clock shadow across his long jaw. You're the Sorcerer Supreme? Strange motioned for his colleagues to remain seated, and looked the aggressive interloper up and down with more confusion than anger. For this realm, yes, on my better days. Also known as Doctor Strange. And you would be? Oh, please say your worst nightmare. I was hoping for your successor. I'm the guy who's gonna kick your ass. Yes, what better? I'm afraid I'm here on business and don't have time to duel with you. Not to mention that magical dueling is both strictly forbidden in the bar and a bad idea in general. The young man only gritted his teeth and raised his fists in a boxing stance. Power began to radiate around his hands, glowing the same electric blue as his tattoos. And then he shadowboxed two fast hard jabs into the air in front of him. In response, two massive blasts of magical power punched against Steven's barrier. Though his expression remained impassive, Steven could feel the blockade shudder. The young man might have been an unknown, but his magic was not lightweight. Okay, I'm gonna call him the Scrappy Southpaw. The Scarlet Witch shook her head. Oh, no, 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 he led with his right, and I think that was the dual-limb squall of Shagoth. How about the Capricious Cueball? I just want to know what he's drinking. Taking on Doctor Strange? That's 190 proof level courage. Which, incidentally, is also known as stupidity. If you enjoyed the clip of Marvel's Doctor Strange, The Fate of Dreams, you can purchase the title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. The book can be purchased in all available download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. It is also available in audio CD format, and you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back soon as I'll have another pick of the week for you. Until then, peace.